Well, we're now actually coming into our new series on prayer. If you haven't already picked it up, it's about prayer, and we're going to actually be um, really delving into what it means to pray as a church, what it means to pray as an individual. So, in order to kick this series off, I'm going to start with some prayer. How about we do that? Let's just pray together. A loving, gracious God, we just ask that you open our hearts, you open our minds to your leading, to your word found in the Bible, to your word that speaks to us daily through the Holy Spirit living within us. Lord, we just ask that you open our hearts and our minds to your leading to, on how we might pray, how we may come closer to you, Lord. Lord, we just ask this in your holy name. Amen. I want to start with this statement. First is, prayer is the work of all believers in Jesus Christ. Prayer is the work that we need to do as believers in Jesus Christ. So having said that, it's not a side hustle. It's not a thing that we do if we can find some time to get around it. It's, it's important, it's central, it's, it's actually who we are and what we do. Let me just share with you from Philippians uh, chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. And it says this, and you may have actually kind of cottoned on from the little intro. Don't worry about anything. Instead, play, pray about everything. So don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. And then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything, anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. What a wonderful thing that when we pray, when we bring it to Jesus, when we focus upon what God has done, we're going to find peace in this. But if I was to ask you right now, come up the front and lead us in prayer, how many people would be going, yes, that's me? Anybody? Oh, Kerry's already got a hand up going, yeah, I'm really happy. I want to come up and I want to be praying. Isn't it funny how when we talk about prayer that it is on one hand something that we go, yes, this is what we want to do. Yes, I know it's really important. And on the other hand, when we're asked to pray aloud and be a part of you know, praying, sometimes we find it incredibly difficult. We wonder whether the words that we say are right. We're wondering whether the words that we say are sufficient. We realise that we may not have the, the words that we can say aloud or, or you just don't know what to pray. How many people, just let's, let's be honest, how many people cringed at the offer to come up and pray at the front? I, I can see quite a few hands here. That's all right, that's okay. Believe it or not, Prayer is the work, but it's hard. Because you've got to take it from the self-consciousness that we have about ourselves and what we say and, and let go. And here's, here's the thing about prayer. The moment we start letting go and let God flow in and flow through us, the, that's the moment that prayer really starts to take off in our lives. Now, I know every Christian knows this. Every Christian knows that they should pray. But after a while, they realise that, actually, I need to be taught how to pray. It just doesn't come instinctively to us. It's not just part of our makeup. Even when we're born again, we just don't know how we can communicate and have that close connection with God. 
See, in our series on, on, on prayer, we're, we're actually going to be spending eight weeks on prayer. So it's not going to be a little short thing. We're going to delve into it. We're going to look at it. We're going to spend seven weeks on seven different types of prayer. So we're actually going to be focused on the different aspects and types of prayer that, that we pray and can pray and that it can actually be part of your life. And we're also going to focus on the Lord's Prayer. So the, the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples when they asked, can you teach us how to pray? And Jesus gave us the Lord's Prayer, what we call the Lord's Prayer. And it's a fantastic prayer for us to, to bring in for ourselves and to use that as, as a way of praying. And we're going to break that open a bit. We're not just going to go, yes, just repeat the words of the Lord's Prayer. We're going to break open what it means that the aspects of the Lord's Prayer that we are praying. So that's going to be a fantastic week. Looking forward to it. But, you know, in order to start our series on, on prayer, we need to start with a kind of prayer, what kind of prayer you would do. Now, if we were sitting in a very liturgical tradition, the first prayer that you would have at the beginning of a service and anything like that would be a prayer of adoration, of, of saying, this is what we, you know, we adore you, God. I've already thrown in some words, you know, just thrown around. Everybody knows what a prayer of adoration is, isn't it? But we're not going to actually do that. Well, I'm not going to start that space. Actually, I want to focus on Prayers of reconciliation and contrition. Now, contrition's a funny word, isn't it? A contrite heart. But here's the thing, you know, we often will, instead of saying contrition, like within our tradition, we might actually say a prayer of confession. We confess what we've done wrong. Problem is that when you start working across traditions and across um, different places, um, some people have an understanding of a prayer of confession is that we confess our faith. Other people think a prayer of confession is confess our sins. So a prayer of contrition is actually more succinct of what it is about. You know, we, we come with a contrite heart to God. And the reason I've chosen this, the reason I've actually done this is because it is National Reconciliation Week this week. Um, and on Wednesday, we actually had Sorry Day. Um, and it's National Reconciliation Week. What better way than to actually focus around how do we pray around our brokenness? How do we pray about how we can bring what is broken back together and to become whole again? And that's what a prayer of reconciliation is all about, about how we have sinned and, and how can we pray and ask God to bring us back into to being together with God and with those that we've sinned against, those that we've, we've caused grievous harm to, bring us back together. It's important for us to look at that. If we think about um, uh, reconciliation and we think about, uh, in, in terms of reconciliation, we think about restoration, so restoring, bringing back together what was broken, you know, the, there is a classic important psalm that we need to actually have a look at. And here is the Bible reading for us today. We're going to read from Psalm 51. And Psalm 51 is actually, it's the record of when, when King David uh, responds through the psalm, but also through prayer. Psalms are, are prayers, but not all psalms are prayers, but, but you can use the psalms to pray. And if you want to learn how to pray, actually read the psalms and put that into your prayers. Take what they're saying and build it into your own words. Fantastic way of bringing into prayer. That's a, fantastic. And, and, and here, Psalm 51 is when the prophet Nathan challenges David and says, you've done wrong. So many things you've done wrong. And David goes, I realise this, and, and then writes this prayer, this psalm. 
So a prayer of contrition is that feeling of remorse that you have, desire to repent of that sin, to, to bring back. And we're probably very familiar with these prayers, but see, the, the, the important part of the prayer is to allow us to confess what we've done wrong. But it's not that part as well. It's also bringing reconciliation back together. Um, and we know reconciliation is only found through Christ. True reconciliation is only found through Christ. And, and we need to be able to come boldly in this time of prayer. So let, uh, let, let's be encouraged today. And I'm going to read some of the verses of Psalm 51, but I want to encourage you to read all of them because, because it actually speaks so much to us and, and can really help us. It speaks of when, when we feel broken, when we feel convicted, and how we can place it back upon God. It's actually a psalm to allow us to become free again. And that's so important for us. Not to sit in the moment of always being broken, but to realise that we are made free, we are washed whiter than snow through Christ Jesus. And let me just read. Let's just go back into the world here. So Psalm 51, have, and it says this from verse 1, Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love. Notice that? Already it's starting from this place. And when we, and when we want to pray, when we know that we, we want to ask for reconciliation, when we want to ask for um, restoration in this moment, start from the basis that God's love is always there for you. God's unfailing love is there for you. So have mercy on me, God, because you have unfailing love, because your great compassion blot out the stains of my sin. And we know that happens through Christ Jesus, what he did on the cross. God washes them out, blots them out, removes them. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin. For I recognise my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. Against you and against you alone have I sinned and I have done what is evil in your sight. And you will provide, provide right in what you say. And your judgment against me is just. Now that's what I put up on the screen. And it's so important to actually realise this. But I love how he says in verse 7, Purify from my, me from my sins and I will be clean, washed. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. It's just a, an understanding that when we come and we really just pray into this moment about this, that God removes and cleans us. And then verse 12 says this, and this is what I love and this is what I want us to focus upon. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. When we come and we pray and we bring this, you know, and, and we all, and I, let me be honest, we all have done things that we're never proud of things that we may have fallen short on. And it's not about you know, throwing it out there for all the world to see, but it's about coming to God and with a, with a humble, broken heart and saying, God, forgive me. And a part of that is the restoration of the joy of salvation. A part of that is to be washed clean. A part of that is to let go from what you're holding on as well. This is so important for the health of our soul to let go, not to hang on to that, but to let God take it and to leave it there. So I want to encourage you, oh, I better catch up to where I am. I want to encourage you to read um, Psalm 51 and really read it. And, and during this week, to pray it. Actually pray all of Psalm 51 for yourself. That's my, that's my challenge for you today, to actually pray Psalm 51 for yourself. 
Um, how, how great would it be to, to realise that we have the joy of the restoration of our salvation again and again in our lives? How fantastic would that be? See, the thing here, and the thing that is so important for actually us to understand is there are things that cause us heartache. There are things that have driven wedges between us as individuals and between ourselves and God. And there are things that we have done as, as a group of people that have caused problems and issues. And, and, and this is why when we come to a, a time such as Sorry Day, a time of National Reconciliation Week, it's actually important for us to actually understand what has happened in the past and what has happened through what the church has done that has caused division and heartache. Now, I, I remember, you know, my time when I was in Broken Hill, I remember having the, the privilege of sitting with Arnie Beryl as she told the stories of her heritage but also told the stories of being taken, of those people who'd been taken, stolen. And it's those things that we understand that as a church, they thought we were doing right, but it created harm. We need to understand that in those spaces that we need to be able to step up and say, we need to reconcile. Prayer reconciliation is about looking closely at ourselves understanding what we're going. It's not about attributing blame to other people. It's about yourself, about where we may have fallen over. But it's about bringing people back together. It's a step of opening up and bringing back together, of being honest, being bold, being courageous, being personal, and being a community that says, this is what we can do. We look to a time and a point when we are fully restored, we know that that's in the kingdom of heaven. We know that we are fully restored. We're in the kingdom of heaven. But we as a community, we as a people, we as a nation can start to reflect that glory here and now if we are willing to do this. This is a big challenge for us. It's a big challenge for me to step up. See, a prayer of reconciliation will help us as a nation to bring healing and wholeness to those that have been hurt, especially our Aboriginal brothers and sisters in this time that we sit in this space. It acknowledges that what has happened in the past and seeks to establish justice for the community now and in the future. So in this time when we come and pray, let us bring ourselves into that space. Now you may go, well, I haven't done but even sitting in my own white privilege, I continue to compound that system and I understand that. But I do not fully understand it. Several years ago, Eternity magazine, published by uh, Scripture Union, uh, published a prayer for National Sorry Day. And I actually want us to pray this. And Sorry Day, as I said, was on Wednesday. And it's actually the start of National Reconciliation Week. It flows through until Tuesday next week. Um, and, and as a church, I want us to take this time to, to consciously pray this prayer as I pray this. 
Pray for reconciliation in our lives. Pray for reconciliation for ourselves. Pray for reconciliation within our nation. So let's come together in this prayer. This is a prayer from National Sorry Day. So let's just pray. Holy Father, God of love, you are the creator of this land and of all good things. We acknowledge the pain and the shame of our history and the suffering of our peoples. And we ask for your forgiveness. We thank you for the survival of Indigenous cultures. Our hope is in you because you gave us your son Jesus to reconcile the world to you. We pray for your strength and grace to forgive, accept and love one another as you love us and forgive and accept us in the sacrifice of your son. Give us the courage to accept the realities of our history so that we may build a better future for our nation. Teach us to respect all cultures. Teach us to care for our land and waters and help us to share justly the resources of this land. Help us to bring about spiritual and social change to improve the quality of life for all groups in our communities and especially the disadvantaged. Help young people to find true dignity and self-esteem by your spirit. And may your power and love be the foundations on which we build our families, our communities and our nations through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. There is power when we come with a contrite heart, a heart that is broken and seeks repentance from God. There is power in a prayer when we ask to bring us together to reconcile ourselves, one with God and one with our brothers and sisters. There is power in prayer, and prayer is the work of the believers of Jesus Christ. So I just want to encourage you right now. We're just going to stop for a moment. Kira's going to come up and just play in the background, and I want you to pray. I'm not going to make it really difficult for you. I'm not going to ask you to come out the front and, and have a prayer here. I'm just going to ask you to wherever you are, whether you're online, whether you're in the building, to take this time and to really lean into God, to really take this moment and just pray. Is there something that you need to bring to God and ask for forgiveness? Is there something that is sitting on your heart that is breaking the community? Bring it to God. Is there something on your heart that you just need to share right now and ask to be restored? Bring it to God. So let's just pray. We're going to take a little moment together in our service as we all pray. So let's just pray. And if you want, just bow your head, close your eyes. If that doesn't fit your style of prayer, open your hands up and ask God to, to do this. Whatever posture suits you best, please pray.
O oh Lord God, purify, purify of me your sins, and I will be clean. O oh Lord God, wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. O oh God, give me back my joy again. You have broken me, but now let me rejoice, O oh Lord. O oh Lord, do not keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Create in me, O Lord, a clean heart and renew a loyal spirit within me. O God, don't banish me from your presence. Don't take away your Holy Spirit from me, but restore me, Lord. Restore me to your salvation. And make me willing to obey you day in, day out, all the days of our minds then I will be able to teach your ways to those that don't know. So that may return to you as well. Our Lord, forgive us, forgive me of the things that we've done that have hurt people. Our Lord, allow me to sing joyful songs again to you. Unseal my lips, O Lord, that my mouth may proclaim your praise. O Lord, you don't desire a sacrifice. You don't want any burnt offerings, but you want my heart. You want my heart that is there for you. Lord, I give you all my life. I give you everything. And I ask that you free me of the pain and of the hurt. Lord, I just ask for reconciliation and wholeness in your name, in the power of Jesus' name. Amen.